When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. This is Doc Insider. Doc's going to pick it up, and here we go. Got him deep. He's open. He's got it. He's gone. How about that? Oregon repeats. As the Pac-12 champion. Duarte pulls up. Three ball. Bang! Of L.J. Figueroa! Oregon goes back to back for the fourth time in the last six years. The Ducks are Pac-12 champions. Foley three. Goal! Foley ball! Hill fires and hits a three. Left wing. Pow, pow. Yeah, boom, boom. Welcome to Duck Insider. What a weekend. We're just getting started. This is Duck Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Better banking, local solutions. Live from the Country Financial Studio, here's Joey Mack. Ducks.com about all things Oregon athletics because spring football starts tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, man, that's a good thing to be saying out loud. Spring football is upon us. We're going to talk with uh, Mario Cristobal coming up. Uh, That's on the show the rest of the week. I'm excited, man, to be able to get back to spring football and be able to talk about the depth chart and what things are going to look like and to look ahead to a season where, God, I hope that there is a bunch of fans inside of Autzen Stadium. That is the goal because this weekend – Happy to welcome some fans back to PK Park. Uh, tickets are on sale. GoDucks.com. You can come back to PK Park. Uh, man, just shout out to everybody around Oregon Athletics who has made this possible, working with Lane County Public Health and, and making sure that this can be done safely. 
And man, it looks like there's actually going to be some pretty good weather at PK Park this weekend. So I'm I'm excited, you guys, man. If you're able and you want to come out to PK Park because we're going to have some fun. Now, for those of you who can't make it, broadcast starts at 3:45 on Thursday and Friday with myself and Alex Stimson, and then we'll take you up to first pitch at 4 o'clock Thursday and Friday, doubleheader starting at noon on Saturday. Big day of Oregon baseball, big week of Oregon baseball and beyond. We're going to hear from Mark Wazikowski, Oregon baseball head coach, uh, talking about what uh, went wrong and then also what went right in the last game of the series against Arizona. Ducks won a slugfest, 18-13 to to salvage a game in Arizona. Still a top 20, top 25 team, depending on which poll you're looking at after a one-run loss in the Pac-12 conference game, that happens on a Friday night. Ducks got pummeled, though, on Saturday, and they bounced back, and they scored 18 runs on Sunday. Pretty darn good. So we're going to talk with Mark Wazikowski coming up. Also, Matt Ulmer, Oregon Volleyball head coach. Because of the Ducks on the volleyball side, they need a little help. They need a little help. But the Ducks are on the hunt for a Pac-12 championship. If Oregon Volleyball takes care of business and wins Thursday at 7 o'clock at Arizona State, and Saturday at noon at Arizona State, not televised. They're on the Arizona State live stream, though, from our friends at ASU. If the Ducks win those two matches, and if Cal can beat Washington in one, just one of their two matches, then the Ducks will be Pac-12 champs. Let's go Bears! We are all Golden Bears fans for volleyball this weekend uh, because it could uh, help out the Ducks a little bit. Uh, But as I'm sure Matt Ulmer will say, Gotta just take care of business. We're actually going to talk to Coach Ulmer here coming up in uh, just a few minutes. And what else is going on today? That's about it. Um, also, I should say, congrats to the UCLA men's basketball team. Man, they they lost their last what four of the, their last four games in the in the season. They get into the first four and they go on just an absolute run. We've got a Pac-12 team in the Final Four, back the pack. UCLA, congratulations to Mick Cronin and the Bruins. That's been really a a truly truly awesome run. 4 o'clock tomorrow, Oregon baseball begins its series against New Mexico State. Ducks coming off a one-win weekend. Haven't had a lot of those. One-win weekends are rare for the Ducks. They've been winning series left and right. We talked with Mark Wazikowski yesterday about what to expect as the Ducks get ready to face New Mexico State starting at 4 o'clock on Thursday. And Coach had a lot of things to say, as you hear. He was uh, he was long-winded today, which... Pretty good stuff with Oregon baseball head coach Mark Wozkowski ahead of a 4 o'clock first pitch on Thursday. By the way, I should say we will have it for you on the Oregon Sports Network, and we will have the uh, TV stream for you as well on the Oregon live stream with the Quack Video crew across uh, OSN as well. Mark Wozkowski talking a little Oregon baseball. So uh, major takeaways from the weekend. Uh, well, we didn't the, – let's state the negative, obvious. We didn't pitch well like we have so far this season. Um, we didn't play as consistent defense as we have – entire season so those were the two negative takeaways that I would say um, we we really battled to come back and do something that we challenged the team to do and that's come back on Sunday after we got it uh, handed to us um, on Saturday you know so you lose a one run ball game on Friday you know that happens in the pack pretty much uh, you know every week um, Saturday there's a there's a you know lopsided score one way and we use the analogy you know, a couple of weeks back, the number one team in the country, Arkansas, just got destroyed at home, uh, 15-1, something along those lines. And we noticed that then, and we talked about it back then, that Arkansas, number one team in the country, we'll see what kind of toughness and makeup they have after just getting hammered at home. Uh, the next day, they came back and won and put up big numbers, just like we did on Sunday. That was the challenge to our team. 
leaving the field on Saturday, it was like, hey, we got to have the shortest memory possible. Tomorrow is the most important day of the year. We're going to really need to show some toughness. And, and what does that mean? And so we talked about it. And the toughness meant that no matter what happens, you're, you're going to see every team in the country lose a series at some point. But the difference between losing a series and getting swept is massive. And so losing a series and having a lopsided score that doesn't feel good, that's probably going to happen to every team as well this, this year. Uh, and so what are you going to do the next day? And the, really the team that shows mental toughness, the definition of that is after that occurs, to come back the next day and more or less act as though it didn't happen and put out a quality game, put out a quality win. And where, you know, uh, the naysayer is going to say, well, you didn't pitch good enough. And well, you know, on Sunday, you didn't pitch. Well, we pitched better than they pitched, and the objective is to win, we, and we won. And so the, ultimately, the stat sheet, when you get out of the desert, sure, you can look at a stat sheet, and there's things that you may like or may not like. The thing I didn't like the most is the fact that this, the top of the stat sheet says one and two. Uh, the thing that I did like about it was that on Sunday, when we had a chance to potentially get swept, or win the game on Sunday uh, and just turn it into a series loss, uh, we, we, we took the ladder. And that was important for us as a program to be able to show that toughness. And I was really proud of the team that they were able to somehow put uh, the negatives behind them and stay in a place mentally where Sunday's uh, positive result could show up. Anthony Hall's weekend was, especially on Sunday, to really took advantage of every opportunity that he had in front of him. Uh, what, what was it like seeing him perform like he did? What were some of the keys to Anthony Hall doing what he did out there? Anthony Hall, pretty amazing, right? I mean, uh, I mean, just really amazing. And when I look at, uh, I think it was an OPS of 2.431, which was second in the country behind some guy from, from, from a different conference. But he was literally second in the country with OPS, um, and he started in one game. That's how good the one game was, plus the job he did coming off the bench with the pinch hit opportunity. It, you know, he's been doing it since he, since he came back from the winter break. He's been doing it in batting practice. Hasn't showed up on a consistent basis. Um, you know, you're sitting there going into the game on Sunday to, trying to determine what lineup that you need to roll out there. And, you know, Anthony Hall is basically a 250 hitter with zero extra base hits. And, and that happened you know, with very, very few RBIs, one or two or three or something like that, very, very few RBIs. And so to predict that that was going to happen on a Sunday, that's unpredictable, but yet you've seen it on a daily basis in batting practice and you're sitting there more or less just saying to yourself throughout the entire season up to date, well, when is what we're seeing in batting practice? Is that going to show up on game day? Because we see it so much. And that's the frustration, I'm sure, inside of young people. So it's not just Anthony Hall. It's all young people that they see the positive stuff they do. And then all of a sudden, the game shows up. And if it's not showing up like it has in the batting practice and prep work, boy, that leads to a lot of frustration. And to see a kid like Anthony, or any of them for that matter, but to see a kid like Anthony uh, was the example this weekend, to really come out and do that, no, it's not a surprise. He just hadn't had a history of that showing up quite yet. So when does that actually start? It starts for different people at different times. And maybe this is the beginning of Anthony Hall's, uh, you know, massive coming out to college baseball as one of the best hitters in, in college baseball. You know, and let, let's, let's be optimists and say, yeah, that would be awesome. Let's hope that's the case. Bottom line is he had a great weekend. Um, bottom line is, is with a weekend like that, he, he deserves to play. And he's earned now playing time. He's earned the right to be in the lineup. And those are things that we 
preaches the coaching staff. Things aren't going to be given to you here. You need to earn those things. And so Anthony's performance this weekend, so happy for him. I mean, just thrilled for him. He's not being inserted in the lineup because of potential. He's being inserted into the lineup because he's actually doing it through his play. The proof is there. And so when you earn it, it's a different feeling of ownership inside of a young guy or, or an old guy for that matter. Um, but for these guys, 18 to 22, 23 years old, uh, it's got to feel like a real feeling of accomplishment inside of him that says, boy, yes, I can do that. Now, what does that do for his confidence moving forward? Obviously, we all hope that that um, really helps propel him. You know, Waz, you and I talked about how he, he could play a little first base for you, too. Just nice to have some versatility with him as well. And do you plan on working him out in outfield first base, dusting off that first base club, as you put it when we talked this weekend a little bit? We've got we've, we've got practice today, and he's playing three spots, playing first base, left field, center field. I mean, he's tremendously talented. There's kids we're leaving off the travel roster that throw 95 miles an hour and can put on a BP display like you haven't seen before. You know, so why aren't they on the travel roster, Coach? Well, because they're, they haven't shown that they can do it yet either. And so, you know, that's the hardest thing for young people, and specifically the COVID rosters this year. You know, even Arizona had a kid named Davis that's on their roster right now that's getting zero at-bats, that's as talented as a kid that you're going to see in the country. He was arguably a first-round type talent last year and last year's draft, and yet he can't get on the field for Arizona. Very good team. COVID rosters right now have these stories on each roster. And so the frustrating part for the kids is, boy, I just want a chance. And that chance is given to those guys every single scrimmage that you play, every single practice that you play, every single situational scrimmage. And to be able to consistently do it in those venues is what's getting a guy those opportunities on the field. And then when the kid does it on the field, then that gives them more and more rope. And so it's an earn it mentality with all these COVID rosters that we see. And that's tough because when you earn it, it's such a split deal. It's player development on one hand and it's winning baseball on the other. And if the player who's got tremendous talent isn't really ready to contribute yet to wins because he just hasn't gotten that success level inside of him quite yet, which is going to lead to uh, clean baseball that fans and people like that expect to see, especially for a top 25 type look, um, that's the conundrum right there. That's the, that's the tough part. And so where, boy, we would love to play all of our talent at all times. Uh, there still is an obligation for the student athlete to be able to show that, uh, that that's not just given to him. They need to earn that through good play and good play gets you on the field and gets you on the field for a longer leash, a long, longer leash, a rope, uh, so to speak, in front of you uh, to where you can be out there. Even on days when you fail, that rope gives you the opportunity to fail for one, two, three days in a row, but still be out there. You know, Gabe Matthews has a very long rope. Why? Well, he's about to, He's about to break a lot of different school records for his offensive play and defensive play that earns you a longer rope. But at some point in time, like Joey just said, we still as coaches have to look at it and say, well, shoot, if, if a player doesn't produce, we got to have a backup plan in place. And, you know, it was great to see Gabe really start swinging the bat well this weekend. And what's the replacement plan if that doesn't happen? Well, that's Anthony Hall playing first, Nick Bellafrano, Kenyon Yoban. And you always got to have these secondary scenarios played out as a coach. Um, and it just, you, you break inside of you because you see somebody not getting the, the opportunities on game day that they so desperately want. And they, you know, their abilities, um, if they, their true abilities do show up in game day, 
they would show the world what you see on a daily basis. We see that a lot in our practice and our programs, and I think that this is going across a lot of these rosters in college baseball this year due to COVID. Good stuff from Mark Wazikowski. We're going to hear a little bit more from him. You heard him talking a lot about Anthony Hall there, though. I think he's earned himself some play time this weekend after a 5-for-5 five five performance on Sunday. was just absolutely mashing the ball. He had a three-run home run as a pinch hitter on, on Friday in the series last week. I think the Ducks pretty darn excited with what they have. And now maybe they'll be able to settle on a center fielder. We'll talk more about that coming up. In the meantime, a Pac-12 team, the Ducks, hunting for a Pac-12 championship for Oregon Volleyball. We're going to talk with Matt Ulmer, the head coach of the Ducks, when we come back. And I should mention also real quick, I'm sorry, uh, Bill was asking a great question. Is there a stream for the Hayward premiere this weekend? We're opening up Hayward Field this weekend. Yes, Runner Space is going to do a stream of all the action. Uh, more details to come via GoDucks.com and Runner Space as there will be a stream for the Hayward premiere. Pretty darn cool. We're talking with Matt Ulmer. He's going to join us next on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. From the weight room to the classroom, on the field and off it, On Point proudly supports University of Oregon Athletics because student-athletes do so much more than bring us pride on game day. They bring our entire community together in Eugene and all across Oregon. So whether you're watching the game in the stadium, at home, or at your favorite local business, their success makes all of us stronger. On Point Community Credit Union. Join in. OnPointCU.com. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing opportunity. As my family continued to grow, I realized I'd have to replace my beloved Jeep with something that has, well, more seats. I'm Jason Hines, country financial rep and father of seven. Whether you're upgrading from your sporty ride with no room for a car seat or finally replacing your well-loved beater that still has a cassette player, you'll want the right protection for your new car. Work with a country financial rep like me and get the protection you need at a price you can afford. Learn more at TakeSimpleSteps.com or contact a local country representative. Your daily dose of Oregon athletics. This is Duck Insider from Learfield IMG College. Tweens have mastered the art of tuning out. Jen, there's a spider in the car. We're turning your room into a home gym. See? Nothing. But some messages need to get through. Like making sure they're buckled up. The whole ride, every time. Do whatever it takes to make your child listen. Jen, I friended your boyfriend. Wait, what? Buckle up, sweetie. Never give up until they buckle up. Learn more at safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. To buy your home, you became a house hunting ace. Learned about loans, scoured neighborhoods, and asked the right questions. Now you're queen of your castle. If you manage that, you can get your retirement plan on track. Visiting aceyourretirement.org can help. With 401k tips and smart saving strategies, you'll feel empowered to own your retirement like you own your home. Go to aceyourretirement.org. Because when it comes to clearing financial hurdles, you're an ace. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Country Financial Studio. It's Duck Insider, presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Joy Mack here with you and Matt Ulmer, kind enough to always join us every Wednesday. Normally, we're, we're talking every Wednesday during the fall, but now with every sport going on at the same time, Matt, I got to say just thanks for always taking the time to still come on and chat with us because, man, it's always fun to talk with you, especially when you're winning a bunch of matches. I mean, let's talk about that. So 
13 wins so far, Coach. Uh, that is a pretty darn good number. Congratulations on a great season so far and one that hopefully is going to go on for another month or so. Well, thanks for having me, first of all. Appreciate you. Uh, yeah, 13 wins is – we're playing pretty well. You know, we, we're doing a lot of good things, and uh, and I, you know, the really cool part is we're, we're finding success when, when we're doing those things well. Um, and people are happier when we win, you know? <laughs> Better for worse, we're happier when we win. Shocker, yeah, shocker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, In our process, though, things are trending well, and, and I'm – I'm proud of our group and a lot of the things that we're doing and, you know, hopefully we can continue to get better. You know, in all seriousness though, I, I think that's a super fascinating conversation point for, for a coach and, and really for any leader. I mean, when you're having success, I think sometimes it's harder to maintain success than it is to become successful in the first place. Do you, do you feel that way? I mean, and if you, you kind of felt that way this year, like you have to mentally manage the, the idea of you are successful and, and how do you embrace that? I mean, in college sports, it's interesting because, you know, you, you, you graduate, right? So then it's like you're starting all over again with new people and um, new mentalities. And um, so I think, you know, you can have the ups and downs of that. So, yeah, I think sustaining success with a lot of change, right, which happens in our profession. Um, yeah, that is definitely difficult. It's something we're trying to, trying to get better at. Um, you know, 18, we were really good. 19, as far as, far as success goes. You know, 18 good, 19 down, 21 up, you know. Um, but I don't I don't think we did things differently. It's just a matter of the ebbs and flows of, of turning over a roster. You guys have won 10 straight sets. Uh, pretty darn impressive. So three straight matches with sweeps. It dates back to the five-set thriller against Oregon State on March 19th. Coming off uh, a couple wins over a Cal program now. Uh, you know, Coach, just recap the weekend, if you could, for us just generally. Uh, you got to be pretty happy, like we've been talking about, with what your squad's been doing. So what are some of those things that you've done so well? Yeah, I think we're really close to being where we want to be. Um, defensively, um, we've been working on our serve uh, service game and providing more pressure, a little bit more pace on the ball. Um, and I thought we did that really well against Cal, um, and I thought we saw good results because of that. Our block is getting big and setting up and starting to understand the game better. Um, I think we held Cal to 050 hitting percentage for the weekend, which, um, you know, that's really hard to do against any team in the Pac-12. Um, so, you know, so just a lot of things on the defensive side of the ball are, are becoming pretty elite, pretty high level, um, which something about defense winning championships. I've heard that before. Um, yeah. You know that rumor? I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I believe it, but we're getting pretty good at that. Um, and then offensively, you know, just really trying to get our connections, you know, as good as they can be for playoffs. And we have a lot of weapons and our setters are doing a really nice job. Um, but we still kind of have lulls uh, of um, kind of getting out of rhythm. So if we could just continue to sustain better stretches of, of offensive rhythm, then I think, um, you know, we can separate ourselves. I like that. Matt Ulmer, Oregon Volleyball head coach, joining us. Uh, you know, I was listening to, to you talk about, just how you guys have have been getting closer and closer throughout the year. I mean, I always hear coaches talk about peaking at the right time. You know, like you have to peak at the end of the year. This is maybe a loaded question and maybe a bit unfair. You feel like you're going to peak at the right time here down the stretch? I think we're playing our best volleyball right now. Um, you know, I thought today was our best practice we've had all year. Um, as far as, you know, again, what I'm talking about, like the connections, just understanding the game understanding the role that each person has and, you know, doing their job and being responsible. Um, again, if, 
if we continue to get quality reps, that should only just make us more consistent. So I feel like we're becoming more consistent in a lot of areas. Um, and I feel like the relationships are really growing on the court. Um, and I, I just, I just see more people stepping up and making impactful plays for us. Um, so I like all of those things, you know, so again, you know, will we play our best this weekend? I don't know, but I, I think we're getting close to being able to do that more consistently. Matt Ulmer, Oregon Volleyball head coach, joining us. Uh, so the Ducks are traveling actually tonight. Then 7 o'clock in Tempe, Oregon, will play Arizona State. It's on the ASU live stream. And then on Saturday at noon, the final match of the regular season. Now, we've been talking about it on the show. Ducks might need a little bit of help. So, Matt, just let me get this straight for everybody. We are all Golden Bears fans now, right? Big fan of Cal, <laughs> Big Cal fans. Uh, the reason Washington, who is currently one spot above the Ducks in the standings, is playing Cal. Should Washington drop one of those matches, and if the Ducks take care of business this week on the road, then it would be a Pac-12 championship for the Ducks. I won't ask Coach Ulmer about that. I know it's uh, the things that we're supposed to say, right? One match at a time. And, and also, in all seriousness, you do have to take care of your own business, don't you? We can't even have this conversation if you guys don't take care of your side of the coin, right? Yeah, and I mean, I think the the same message is is run throughout all year is we have to just continue to take care of, of of what we can control, you know. And so for us, it's us playing the best volleyball we can play at this time of the year, um, and and just getting better. You know, a lot of our players have big goals, um, whether it's now or later on in life, and so our job is to prepare them to achieve those goals. And so that's today, tomorrow, and the next. Arizona State, what's the scouting report this year? Yeah, they're really aggressive, really aggressive serving team, really aggressive offensively. Um, they play hard. I think they're hard to beat at home. They've been very close with every team they've played this year. Um, they've lost a lot of close ones. They beat Washington. Um, they just beat Stanford at Stanford. Um, they're close with Utah. They're close with Washington State. I mean, that's that's how they've been. So um, I think they're a very dangerous team. And, uh, you know, we're going to definitely have to serve tough and, and play good defense. And then, you know, all the things we're working on, we're going to have to do them. I heard you mention uh, after the match against Cal, the second one that is, that and just to double down on this, that serving better is maybe that one of the big things that you're looking for down the stretch. Is it safe to say that might be at the top of the list of things that you're looking for as we kind of zero in on that a bit? Yeah, I would say that's one of them. Um, our middle connection on offense, uh, just being more consistent, I would say would be the other. Um, and then our, our block, um, some different technical things with our block, just being more consistent, which I think the serving will help with the blocking. Um, so I would say definitely the serve is a big one, and then and then just getting our middles more involved consistently in the offense. In volleyball, I feel like everything is, and really this is true in all sports, that one aspect connects to another. But the way that you went through that, it, I feel like volleyball is maybe more so than any other sport. Like, if you'd have a bad serve, it's going to impact your block. It's going to impact your pass. It's going to impact everything. I mean, everything to me feels like it's such a chain reaction in volleyball. Is that a fair breakdown? Definitely. And I think that's why I think it's such a great team sport, right? Because if I don't do my part, then it's really going to put more pressure on you to do your part or the next player, the next touch, the next skill. Um, yeah. I mean, if you put more pressure on the serve, then it should take a little bit more pressure off the block and the, and the floor defense. Right. Um, and that should allow us to have a little bit of uh, a less stressful opportunity to transition offense, um, et cetera. So definitely it's all connected. Um, you know, and that's why everybody needs to be responsible and, and be at a high level at the skill set they're trying to perform. 
you're pulling double duty right now. As we're talking, you're, you're getting ready to go to, to beach practice. Uh, give fans an update on, on how the beach program is doing and, and to be honest, just how, how the overlap has gone. I can imagine it, it's taxed you guys a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm a really lucky man because I get to work with two amazing teams um, that are working their butts off to be as good as they can be. Um, I think the beach team also played this weekend while we were playing Cal at home. They were on the road at, in Tucson um, at the Pac-12 South tournament. Um, and I thought they battled really hard. I saw tons of improvement, um, a lot of close set scores. Um, and I think they're starting to really believe in some of the things, you know, that we're trying to get them to do. Um, and so I'm excited to go back out to practice and see if we can get a little bit better today. Um, and then they have, they're going to compete this weekend against Washington and Boise um, and Corbin and play in a Paris tournament. So just another chance for them to continue better as we push towards the end of the season. Yeah. Scheduling with, with beach. I mean, I know that, uh, there's been some matches we've been talking about on the show a little bit, like added to the schedule. Has that been a, an especially challenging item, Coach, just to, to figure out two schedules at once and to try to manage that? Yes. Good answer. Matt Ulmer, <laughs> Oregon volleyball head coach, <laughs> kind enough to join us. He's like, he's like, yeah, we don't, I don't, I can't even think about that. My head hurts. I, I hear that. I hear that. Well, hey, safe travels, all right. And uh, I'll just say this. Good luck controlling what you can control, and go Bears. And go Ducks. <laughs> Matt Omer, the Oregon Volleyball head coach. Go Bears, go Ducks. Uh, and hopefully we're talking, uh, and they're going to have a little bit more fun. Actually, I, sh- I should say, Coach, uh, you know, w- with with the Easter holiday coming up on Sunday, uh, give fans an update on selection. You know, I, I don't want to ask you, you know, where you think you're going to be, wh- what you think is going to happen, but just where can fans uh, expect or when can fans expect some news on selection? Because I like to promote yeah. that a little bit. So Sunday, Easter Sunday, also selection show Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific time, ESPNU, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I mean, if we, you know, if we continue to, to play at a high level and, you know, we can have some success this weekend and we expect to be in the tournament and we expect to, to make a run. So um, Sunday, look for that and we'll be posting stuff on social media to keep everybody um, apprised. Sunday. So uh, you can celebrate with your Easter ham and a big selection show day for Oregon volleyball. And then uh, we'll have all of the info for you on Monday on Duck Insider. And uh, of course, we'll, we'll do our full bracket breakdown. You know, it's it's all it's just going to be outside of March Madness, but I think I can still call it March Madness because it'll be probably the only time we ever get to call it March Madness, right? Go for it. I like it. I'm in. I don't know if the NCAA trademarks really are okay with that, but I don't probably care. Not. Yeah, probably yeah, not. Doesn't matter. Matt Ulmer, Oregon Volleyball head coach. Uh, you know, um, I'm going to plead the fifth and just mums the word. That's it. Go Ducks and go Bears. Thank you for the time as always. Thanks, buddy. Matt Ulmer, Oregon Bible head coach, kind enough to join us. Ducks on the road, Arizona State, Thursday, 7 o'clock, Saturday at noon, both on the ASU live stream as the Ducks are hunting for a Pac-12 title. When we come back, we could talk a little bit more baseball with Mark Wazikowski as they've started, or they will start, I should say, a four-game set coming up on Thursday on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Yeah, well. Hi, you've reached Toyota. This is Jan. Can I save on a new Toyota? Yes, with great deals through March 31st at participating dealers. I'm really into mystery podcasts lately for those long drives. Well, imagine yourself in a Camry when a celebrity sleuth solves the perfect crime. Or camping in a RAV4 when a shocking theft turns a city on its head. Or off-roading in a Tacoma when trouble follows a big city cop to the country. Spoiler alert, it was the butler. Toyota, let's go places. 
from the weight room to the classroom, on the field and off it, On Point proudly supports University of Oregon athletics because student athletes do so much more than bring us pride on game day. They bring our entire community together in Eugene and all across Oregon. So whether you're watching the game in the stadium, at home, or at your favorite local business, their success makes all of us stronger. On Point Community Credit Union. Join in. OnPointCU.com. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing opportunity. You're listening to Duck Insider. Duck Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Whoa, long time no see. It's me, the rock t-shirt in the back of your closet. Dude, remember? You crowd surfed in me, man. But you haven't worn me in like forever. I get it, you're retired. But I still got some rock left in me. So take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference. Your donations to Goodwill create jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. I wasn't prepared to be a caregiver to mom. I had no idea how hard it would be and what I would need to know. Things I never thought of, like how to improve her mood and ways for me to stay positive. Luckily, I found the Caregiving Resource Center from AARP. It had articles about the basics, but also information about the hurdles I was facing. Caregiving Resource Center at aarp.org caregiving. Articles, tips, and tools to help you both care for your loved one and care for yourself. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. In the spirit of spring football coming back, we're calling an audible because spring football starts tomorrow. Rob Mosley connected to our Zoom call a little bit early. So Rob Mosley's going to be on right now. We're going to hear more from Mark Wazikowski coming up in just a moment. But actually, this kind of makes sense because Rob and I were the only ones that asked any questions to Coach Waz this week. So (laughs) Rob and I actually co-hosted the Oregon Baseball Coaches Show that we didn't even know we were doing. And so it just makes sense that we have Rob on to talk right now. How you doing, buddy? Uh, good, yeah, that was fun. The Waz got a little expansive. I don't know if he felt comfortable because it was the two of us, but uh, that was that was fun to talk to him. So pretty insightful stuff. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. It was entirely because it was the two of us, and I'm just going to keep telling myself that to you know make myself feel better, Rob. Love it, love it. Rob Mosley's the editor in chief of GoDucks.com. He's on Twitter at Duck Football. You'll be wanting to follow along on that feed a lot tomorrow because spring football is back. Uh, Rob, let, let's start there uh, before we talk with uh, you about the various other sports, and then you follow that guy on Twitter at GoDucks Mosley. And if occasionally you want to talk about hockey, really both profiles are probably <laughs> appropriate for Rob there. Uh, Storylines to watch, Rob. But what's on your mind as we head into the start of spring football practice tomorrow? Oh man, so much. I th- you know, I think obviously, you know, when, with Tyler Shuck gone, you know, how, how do things play out at quarterback? How are reps shared? Uh, you know, I think the staff has, has gone out of its way to make clear that uh, everybody's going to get a shot. Uh, okay. So what does that look like, you know, in, in terms of how things stack up with Anthony Brown, the veteran, and then all the young guys behind him. Um, that'll be interesting. What does a defense look like with Tim DeRuiter uh, as the coordinator? Um yeah, I mean, there's so I mean, there's a bunch of young guys on hand, you know, particularly at the skill positions, but but still some veterans back there too. So how does that get, um, you know, how, how do those reps get get shared? It's uh, yeah, there's a there's always a ton to watch, and uh, yeah, that that first day is always just like your head is spinning, just trying to take it all in, and uh, sometimes you can just yeah get lost in a fog because there's almost it's a, it's like overstimulation. 
Well, I'm glad that you feel that way because that's actually exactly how I feel. Like the first practice I go right. to every right. season, I'm always just like, whoa, you know, yes. like it's a little bit nutty. Reacqu- get reacquainted with the format, reacquainted with kind of where everybody is on the different, you know, if we're in the mow or if we're outdoors, kind of where everybody is that you're trying to get a look at, um, you know, what the format is in terms of what drills follow which drill. So you kind of know where you want to be, where to, where to train your eyes. Yeah. You kind of got to retrain yourself because, you know, we get so focused in on other, other sports, you know, through the winter that, yeah, you, you do have, you do need a little bit of a refresher that first day back out. Rob Mosley, the editor in chief of GoDucks.com practice report uh, coming as usual on GoDucks.com tomorrow. And then uh, we were just actually talking during the break, quack minute uh, returning for those of you who tune in and you want to get the, the, the two minute, we call it the quack minute, but it's usually about two minutes with, with Rob, you know, it's like the quack two minute. And Rob, hey Rob, I, you know, hopefully there's a missile. Missy Lombardi said it best yesterday. The, the, the light is flickering at the end of the tunnel, so now yep. we just need to do everything possible to make sure that light stays on. Exactly. Ho- hopefully one of these days I'll, I'll do a quack minute with you again because it's just, it's just, it hasn't been as fun for me just posting the quack minutes and just, you know, watching them. I, I, like, I like listening to you live instead of waiting until I got to post it to the Twitters. So, you know, the light well, is I- at the end of the tunnel, right? As Scott Phillips can attest, it hasn't been very fun for me trying to wing those <laughs> things by myself, too. It's, that, uh, it's, it's, it's a challenge that I will uh, happily uh, yeah, get rid of ASAP. But, yeah, I think we do. The light out at the end of the tunnel is there. But, yeah, we do have to keep kind of buckle down these, these next few weeks at least. But you see vaccination numbers going up, and, you know, that's, that's the sort of thing public health officials look at and, and – start to think about opening things back up. So um, that's that's been encouraging to see for sure. Hey, and we joke, but, I mean, they've been great. And I think that stuff like that, you know, and us doing these interviews, I mean, it, it, we all got to have some semblance of normalcy, and hopefully it's actually not just going to be a semblance of normalcy, and it'll actually be normalcy right. sooner than later. Which brings me to having some fans in attendance at outdoor sporting events. I mean, that's just – it was first family and friends, now limited tickets on sale for Oregon baseball, Oregon softball. Godux.com has you covered there. I know a lot of people have been asking about what it's going to look like maybe for track and field, and I'll just say again, I think it's a little too soon to know, like for NCAA championships, that's a long way down the road. Hopefully, is it, if it can be done safely, obviously we'd love to have fans in there. So right. all that being said, Rob, you know, just – that's a cool deal, and, and, and we're about to, to, to get back into you and I's conversation with Coach Waz in a moment, but let's just talk about that for a second, what that means for student-athletes here down the stretch, because unfortunately we've seen a couple senior days that their families have not been there, and that just yeah. sucks. Yeah. I'm glad that it's getting back toward that because it's good to celebrate these, the, these competitions that, that these student-athletes are taking part in again. It, it was great to hear the baseball guys talking about how much they enjoyed like being razzed by opposing fans at other places. And that's, just part, that's part of it. That's part of the whole thing. And, uh, you know, t- for, for as uh, you know, tough as it might be sometimes to be on the, uh, on the receiving end of that, um, you, you, don't know, you, know, you don't know what you got till it's gone. You know? In years past, you might have heard somebody been like, oh, I wish that guy would shut up. <laughs> now you're like, oh. Thank God I got somebody talking trash about how I just struck out or something. You know, I just think, and, and so to, to to be able to be back at PK Park for baseball this weekend and have people cheering for him, um, there were some fans at softball last week, mm-hmm. and just a completely different vibe. You know, I mean, there's nothing like a, a, a jam-packed James Sanders Stadium, and it was not that. But just to have some voices and some applause and, and some cheers, it was just such it was such a different vibe. It was it was most welcome, absolutely. 
when you go to a, let's use this example, a Dodgers game, a Penguins game, what kind of fan are you, Rob? Are you a razzer? Um, no, <laughs> I think working in this job has probably changed me a little bit in that regard. A little like, bit? Yeah, you see, you know, because you see, you, you see, I mean, the professional level is different, but like, there's still people and like, <laughs> you know, what you forget that sometimes when you're just a fan, particularly at the professional level, sure. but you know, working as close as we do with these kids and knowing that they are student athletes, you start to see competitors uh, from a more human standpoint. And I think I do that at pro events now too. Like I'm always going to boo the flyers. Um, <laughs> I hate to say it, but I think I might be tougher on like a fishy officials in any sport now, just cause it's like, you want to boo somebody. So it's like, I'll boo a ball strike call or I'll, you know, I'll boo a, a hockey official or something like that. But, um, I think I'm a little less negative toward an opponent unless it's the flyers. I actually am too. Um, you know, that's why I kind of joke, like it hasn't changed us a little bit. It totally makes, I don't know if, you know, f fan comes from the word fanatic, right? I don't know if right. we can really even try to say that we are that anymore, right? It, it is a totally different landscape. I am a, a, for the Penguins, and, you know, I've mentioned the Flyers, too. And I think, and I've said before, I think because Oregon doesn't have hockey, because sure. I don't cover hockey professionally, that has enhanced my, my Penguins fandom because it's an, a, an outlet for just pure, nutty, stupid fanaticism. Yeah. I get it. That, yeah. That's, hey, that's the escape. That, right. that everybody kind of needs, right? So, no, I, exactly. I hear you. Rob Mosley, editor-in-chief, GoDucks.com. You know, I want to just look back. Rob, we got so many spring sports going on and some fall sports that are now spring sports we're going to talk to you about, and we have been, but we got to look back at, at two great seasons. You know, Rob, I, I said it on, on Monday and, and a little bit yesterday, doing our, our sort of season recap for men's and women's basketball. I mean, you get two teams into the Sweet 16. The Ducks have now been to the Sweet 16 five times in ten contested tournaments under Dana Altman. I mean, that's... And a Sweet 16 every other year is really, really good. And for now sure. for Oregon women's basketball, it's Elite Eight, Elite Eight, Final Four, Sweet 16 in the last four tournaments. I mean, I, if that's not the the definition of successful basketball programs, I don't know what is. Yeah, and, and you know, what was basically supposed to be a rebuilding year kind of for the women. And this, you know, but that speaks to where this program is at now, that, now, that you you can reload rather than just rebuild. Um, you know, watching this women's tournament has just really put into – into context kind of the, the January and February that the Oregon women endured. Yeah. You, know, you see Stanford and Arizona make the final four, you know, and, and it felt like Oregon was playing Stanford or Arizona or UCLA every week and suffering for it, taking losses, which really caused some questions about the Ducks program. And now you're like, oh, it, it, A, the Ducks were pretty good, which we now know, and B, they were playing really, really good teams. Um, and, yeah, for the men, um, yeah, I mean, just, you know, I, I, a typical Dana Altman season, you know, where you, you go through some things in January, much different things this year than in January's <laughs> past. Usually you're used to losing a couple of games on the road and having to regroup from that. In this case, it was those two pauses, but then getting back on track and, you know, getting to the second weekend, um, disappointing to lose that BCU game, obviously, but you know, that, you know, a great win over Iowa, um, and then just running into a team, you know, so much is about matchups and that, that USC was just a tough matchup for, for this Oregon team, uh, in particular, um, just with their length. So you miss and folly as Dana Altman said, after the game, maybe Frank could have played a little bit more, you know, that's easy to second guess after the fact. Um, but yeah, all in all, yeah. I mean, it, 
sign me up for the Sweet 16 every year. I'll take it. Absolutely. Yeah, and every now and then you're going to have some teams that go further. You know, it's, exactly. it's really, really hard to get there. And being exactly. if that's the standard, pretty darn good. Rob Mosley, our guest. Uh, Rob, you know, I think looking ahead is always the first thing that everybody wonders. It's like you, the loss sucks, and then it feels like 24 hours later, it's like, all right, next season, what's the roster going to look like? Uh, for the Oregon women, right. there's a lot of pieces coming back. You know, we'll miss Aaron yeah. Boley and Lydia Giomi. And to me, Rob, I said this, it – it kind of feels like now with Aaron talking after the game, and we had a couple of her comments on the show yesterday, that now it really feels to me like the changing of the guard. You know, with Aaron Boley and Lydia Giomi moving on, now this is a different roster from the one that, that made it to the Final Four. And there's still a lot of great pieces there on the women's side. Let's start with them. I think that the future sure is bright for that group. Well, and I think you make a good point, that there's still this, there were still these last vestiges of kind of the, the last generation of Oregon women's basketball. And it'll be fascinating to see how this this neck this class of players reacts now. You know, were were they deferring in any way? And now it's like, okay, this is on us. We got to raise our game. We'll see. You know, that's the sort of thing you wonder about, and, and only time will tell. We'll see how they. You know, what happens this off season? Do they? Do their voices change? Do their leadership styles change? Um, you know, not that Foley in particular was the most vocal player, um, but. Uh, you know, d- d- does does Pow Pow or somebody else or Parrish become really kind of the voice, uh, the leadership voice for this group? That that that'll be fascinating to watch. Um, but yeah, a different a different deal than the, than than the men who you just, as usual with the way men's basketball works, you just you you don't really have a great sense of what this team's going to look like. You think they're going to be bigger for sure, um, with the pieces coming back and the pieces coming in. Mm-hmm. But other than that, what is the identity of this team going to be beyond bigger? Um, which, which, you know, I think everybody would agree this, that this year's team could have used. Uh, that remains to be seen. You know, the offseason for the men is going to be fascinating in different ways because it's just what's this roster going to look like? Yeah, it's going to be fun to watch. You know, I, I said it uh, yesterday even that, you know, this year the, the men's team was built with wings. Next year the men's team is going to be built with bigs. And right. Bigs that do different things. Some that play better around the basket, some that can really stretch outside in the modern basketball you want that stretch for, you know. I, right. I'm fascinated to see what that roster looks like. And Dane Alban and his staff always find a way to align no some Rubik's Cubes. And, hey, and I'll just say this, you know, we've all seen the same reports, Rob. I mean, the transfer portal is a little bit nuts, as yes. Coach Altman said. So yes. um, buckle up, all right, Rob? Yes, no, you, you, anybody trying to predict what, you know, what, what things are going to look like with any men's basketball program across the country right now compared to, you know, come October, November, yeah, you're fooling yourself because it's just it's a, that's, a, that's just a wild, wild world. Yeah, no doubt. All right, we've got tons of sports to cover. Uh, Rob's doing his best and doing a great job to cover all of them on GoDucks.com. You can find him on Twitter at GoDucksMosley, at DuckFootball. Spring football tomorrow. Look for that first practice recap. Uh, Rob's telling you what goes on after practice, so we'll get the quack minute to you as soon as we can. And then Mario Cristobal is going to be meeting with the media. We'll have that for you on the show as well as we uh, turn our attention now to, to spring football a bit. Rob, thanks for always taking the time every Wednesday. Uh, thanks for sliding back a little bit. Uh, Rob, also going to be writing about Oregon softball. They just talked with the media while we were live on the air. So he's a renaissance man. One Robert J. Mosley. Thank you, sir. Point of clarification. I am aware Oregon has a wildly successful club hockey program, (laughs) but I do not cover them on a day-to-day basis. Uh, So before the hate tweets get fired off, kudos to that program. I just don't cover them. So 
I, I don't have that same attachment to that sport that I do our, our intercollegiate athletics department sports. Wildly successful, though, is is maybe even an understatement. Yeah. That, that club team has been really, really good uh, as long as I've been around and, and recently winning championships at that level. So, hey, Rob, I mean, maybe you just become a big fan, right? You could just there. That's how you channel it, right? That's something worth looking at. They have gorgeous sweaters. Yes, they like do. every Oregon program, they look good doing it. So they, they, they play well, and they look good doing it, so they fit right in. Good work. Rob Mosley, the editor-in-chief of GoDucks.com. Uh, when we come back, uh, more of the we-didn't-know-it-was-coming Oregon baseball coaches show with Joey Mack and Rob Mosley after this on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Hi, welcome to the Spicy Drive-In. May I take your order? Can I get the spicy chicken sandwich, please? The spicy chicken is an excellent choice, sir. And to drink? Uh, whatever's fine. Oh, may I make a beverage pairing recommendation this evening? Sure. If we are feeling especially bold tonight, sir, I would recommend the Mountain Dew with that. It's bravely unrestrained with a very alive aroma that pairs wonderfully with your spicy chicken. It's followed by a hint of zesty citrus flavor. Uh, yeah, that sounds amazing. I'm sure you already know this, sir, but remember to appreciate the nose first by giving the Mountain Dew a little swirl to really volatize it. Uh, uh, vola what? To change the flavor compounds and activate your taste buds to get them fully primed for that chicken sandwich. Ah, it's delicious. <laughs> now you're getting the hang of it. The muscular flavor charge characteristics of Mountain Dew make for an absolutely epic mouthfeel when paired with spicy cuisine. It is quite on point, sir. Dude, it's a perfect match. Like they were made for each other. So true, so true. When you want to make good food bolder and bold food better, do the do. Don't go anywhere. Duck Insider continues after these messages on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Learfield IMG College. All right, everybody in the car, let's go. What are we going to do first when we get there, Mom? Go for a hike? Sure. What about canoeing? Can we go canoeing, too? I don't see why. How long does it take to get to the forest? It's not that far, sweetie. <sighs> are we there yet? Yep. We're here. Already? It's a short drive from your neighborhood to your naturehood. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a neighborhood park or green space near you. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the U.S. Forest Service. They say that car crashes happen in slow motion. The reality is that crashes happen fast. There's no time to think and no time to check if your child is in the right car seat. Car crashes are a leading killer of children 1 to 13. Are your kids in the right seat for their age and size? Don't think you know. Know you know. Get more info at safercar.gov slash the right seat. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. On Point Community Credit Union, Joey Mack inside the Country Financial Studio. We've got uh, spring football starting up tomorrow, and Mario Cristobal going to meet with the media. Not sure of a press conference time yet as we're live in the uh, 1 o'clock hour, which means that we'll have it for you hopefully tomorrow, and if not, definitely on the show on Friday. Every Thursday at Hoodoo, you can ski and ride from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. for only 25 bucks. Don't need a coupon. Just go to hoodoo.com, and they've got you covered. We'll see you at Hoodoo and go Ducks. Mark Wozikowski. Rob Mosley and I continuing our conversation uh, from yesterday, actually, talking with Coach Waz and getting ready for a really, really interesting baseball series against New Mexico State, a team that's 10-10 and 10 coming in. We continue our conversation with Mark Wozikowski previewing the 4 o'clock first pitch on Thursday. It does seem like this is about the, the third time in three, four weeks we've said, oh, hey, 
you might have found a center fielder you can settle on. You, you, do, you, do you think you continue to just kind of ride the hot hand? Are you comfortable? If, if, if that's not a position that has one guy start the rest of the season, if you're comfortable with those options? Right now you've got three really talented players. We're not even talking about Bryce Betcher, but three weeks ago we were talking about Bryce Betcher making sports center plays in center field and giving us a spark. There's talent on the roster. There's another kid named Colby Shade that hasn't gotten that bat that's just playing the lights out of it in practice. Uh, so when you start saying, you know, are you going to settle in on a guy? Uh, the answer to that is that really isn't our decision. That That's their decision. And through their play, they will answer that decision. So does Anthony Hall deserve playing time? Absolutely he does. He, he showed that through this weekend, second in the country with OPS, he deserves playing time. So now the coaching staff has to wrestle with how do we try to get all of our talent on the field at once? That's an impossible thing to do. There's more talent than spots available on game day. That's, that's just the bottom line. Um, and so uh, it's, it's, it's probably not going to be a deal where you can just flat out settle in on a guy uh, until they show you through their, through their play on game day. If they're going to scream like Anthony Hall did this weekend, hey, play me then sure, he's going to get more playing time and, and, and more rope out there in that center field spot or in a spot that need to be center field. It could be a lot of different places. Um, let's not discount the, the type of play Aaron Zavala's rolled out there. Holy cow, that's been spectacular. The type of play Tanner Smith rolled out there on Sunday, that's exactly what you're looking for. Um, so it really is going to make uh, these young players through a competitive situation, let's call it, um, everybody needs to be at their best every day. You know, it's just, that's, that's what it all going to come down to. And a player that then understands that that's what this year's all about as well. I, I just can't have a horrible two week stretch and still be inserted into that lineup. I think a lot of people really want that security, right? Everybody wants a multi-year contract. Everybody wants this, that, and the other, but ultimately maybe people perform their best on one-year contracts. On, on what are you going to do today for you? Are you going to show up today and crush it? Because when you do that, then tomorrow, that, that gives you your best insurance program for tomorrow, knowing that I crushed it the day before. So if you're on a, a series of one-day contracts for our players or our coaches, I think that's probably going to keep us on edge the best. It's not going to be the feeling of comfort and complacency, which is what you don't want anyways, the complacency standpoint. But that's that's an uncomfortable position for people in general, young and old, especially young, where the feeling of, I want to get comfortable. Well, that's fine. You can be comfortable and you can make it comfortable for yourself, but you have to do it through your play. And that can be a threat and an, yet that can also be uh, a motivator. And so you're looking to really teach from our standpoint that it's just, it is what it is. These are the facts. Let's accept them and not use it as pressure. Just, just use it as this is the lay of the land this year, and this is what we're playing for. It's going to be better for all of us in the future because it's competitive. It's, it's how you get better as a person is when it's really ultra competitive, and it is for these kids this year, which means they're dealing with more than they normally would. Uh, I think that's going to lead to more mental toughness as we go. Can't you see why that guy is – fun to play for. Mark Wasikowski, Oregon baseball head coach. I, I do agree with him. In the long run, the teams that handle the adversity this year the best are probably the ones that are going to be the most successful in the long run. That's what he's getting at. I love that message. Hearing him talk about that, I was like, man, I want to go run through a wall for that guy. 
I think his players feel that way, too. Coming up, your Cafe Um two-minute drill, taking a look at the schedule of a busy weekend for Oregon athletics. That's next on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. From the weight room to the classroom, on the field and off it, On Point proudly supports University of Oregon athletics because student-athletes do so much more than bring us pride on game day. They bring our entire community together in Eugene and all across Oregon. So whether you're watching the game in the stadium, at home, or at your favorite local business, their success makes all of us stronger. On Point Community Credit Union. Join in. OnPointCU.com. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing opportunity. After two years of construction, my wife and I finally moved into our dream home. So when a bathtub fixture broke, causing major water damage, I was glad we had the home insurance protection we needed. How do you know your home is protected? Talk to a country financial rep like me, Nick Simon. We can help you understand your options and select coverages to meet your needs. Then if something happens to your home, you won't have any surprises. Need the right coverage for your home but not sure where to start? Visit TakeSimpleSteps.com or contact a local country representative. Duck Insider, Duck Insider, Duck Insider continues after this timeout on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Okay, men, this is your time. Maybe you didn't choose this, but you're here now. You're going to go out there and be an all-star caregiver. Cook, clean, be there emotionally and physically. you got to dig deeper. Drive them to physical therapy, doctor's appointments, because that's what caregivers do. Don't give up. Show the world that you're tougher than tough. Caregiving is tougher than tough. Find the care guides you need at aarp.org slash caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Is that a faucet running? That's not a faucet. That's a river rushing through the forest. Forest rivers provide over 100 million people with clean water to drink. What? I can't hear you because of the vacuum. That's not a vacuum. That's the trees in the forest cleaning up the air we breathe. I didn't know the trees were so amazing. Yep, and the forest gives us shade, trees to climb. That's awesome. Let's go explore some more. Visit the forest today and enjoy all it does just for you. To learn more about the forest and find one near you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Insider presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Joy Mack here with you in the Country Financial Studio. We've got tons of stuff, tons of stuff going on this weekend. Time for your Cafe Yum two-minute drill. It begins with Oregon baseball tomorrow at 4 o'clock and Oregon softball tomorrow at 4 o'clock. Softball on the road there on Pac-12 Network in Corvallis. Ducks are at home on the baseball side of the diamond. 4 o'clock, we'll have a 345 pregame show across the Oregon Sports Network with myself and Alex Stimson. Going to talk with Coach Wazikowski a little bit more and... It's on the Oregon live stream, which is always fun for us because we're going to do basically our own TV game, which is always the best. It's always the best. So those of you tuned into Oregon baseball, I always thank you for doing so. And Oregon volleyball, 7 o'clock. It's a big one. 7 o'clock on Thursday, the Ducks at ASU. If Oregon wins a couple matches and if Washington drops one this weekend, the Ducks will be Pac-12 champions. And right now, it looks like Oregon is for sure a top 16 seed in the NCAA tournament. That would mean they get a first-round bye with this modified tournament this year. Might even be a top eight. I mean, they're they're looking really, really good, Oregon Volleyball is here down the stretch. You heard us talking with Coach Ulmer, hoping that they peak at the right time. On Friday, there are so many sporting events going on. Doubleheader for Oregon softball, baseball, soccer, lacrosse, both tennis teams in action. And the Hayward premiere starts on Friday. The first 
outdoor home track meet. Oh, it's going to be great. It's a great way to wrap up your Cafe Yum two-minute drill. That's how we finish up our show on a Wednesday. Cafe Yum restaurants throughout Oregon and Washington. Menus and nutrition info, cafeyum.com. Hey, we'll see you tomorrow, huh? Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A teenager learning the lingo. Hundo P. Hundo P. Adjective. Short for being 100% sure or certain. As in, if we get a puppy, I'll hundo P always walk it. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. A ranger station. I'd like to report a bear hug. Okay. I put out my campfire and Smokey Bear hugged me. So you drowned the fire, you stirred it, drowned it again, and felt that it was cold? Uh-huh. Yeah, but he's just letting you know you did good. Bear hug from Smokey Bear. Status update. I'm going to let you go now. There are many ways to start a fire, but one sure way to put it out. Learn how you can do your part at SmokeyBear.com. Sponsored by the U.S. Forest Service Ad Council and your state forester. I'm probably okay to have one more drink before I drive home. I'm probably okay. I open the window to stay alert. Probably okay. I just popped some gum in my mouth. Step out of the car, please. I probably made a mistake. Probably okay isn't okay when it comes to drinking and driving. If you see a warning sign, stop and call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. I want to be, on a I want to be a football I want to be a bike that races around the country. I want to be a bench on a forest trail. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. listening to Duck Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Better banking, local solutions. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Oregon Sports Network. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates North Park, Illinois.